Hello friends and welcome to Christmas. Yes, it's Christmas Day and this is the Kings of Anglia Christmas special. Um, and befitting the occasion, we have a lineup of full five kings, which is fitting for this austere day, occasion and show. So already we've improved on the Christmas story because we've not got three wise men. We've got five wise men today and we, we friends are going to be playing Would I Lie to You? which is hopefully going to be an excellent lot of festive fun. And by way of going around the room as intros, I thought, boys, this, this is going out 6am on Christmas morning, video and audio. I reckon most people are, are sick of their families by about 10 or 11am on Christmas Day. Um, so that's probably about the time that most people are going to be consuming this. So I thought I'd ask you what you reckon you'll be doing about 10, 11am on Christmas Day. And I'm going to start with, I thought we had Mike Bacon on the show today, but it turns out we've got Elton John. Um, Mike, Elt, what, what do you reckon you'll be doing at about 10.30 on Christmas Day? What's, what's, what's the tradition in the in the Bacon household? I'm still standing. <laughs> so, um, by 10.30, I will probably be on my fourth glass of Bristol cream. Sherry. Lovely. Because sweet? Drink, Is that sweet or dry? It's dry. Ooh. And we, we, always, we always drink a lot of sherry in our house early on. Might even have a Bucks Fizz for breakfast. Thankfully, long gone are the days of my little children being up at five o'clock. They now lay in with hangovers till about half twelve. So it's lovely, nice and peaceful. Little Excellent. Glass of sherry in the bacon household around about ten thirty. You'll obviously be on the old ivories, Elt, playing your, your best, your greatest hits. I'll probably play a little bit of something probably after the King's speech. Remember, it's the King this year. Um, so make sure you get that right. So the King's speech, I'll probably get over on the old tinkles. And uh, yeah, and play a little something. Big one this year, isn't it, for the King? His first speech, difficult first speech. Stewie, you do have a young child. Well, she's about six now, is she, Aya? Six, seven? Um, so what, what does Christmas, I imagine, very different to uh, Christmas in, in the Bacon household? What time will she get up? Will she be up at like three in the morning? Yeah, I'll have been up for hours by that point. <laughs> I imagine we're, um, we're, we're away at the in-laws this year, so... Um, I'll be on probably building Lego duty by that stage of the morning while all the chaos of Christmas is, is going on around me. Do you also, will you also struggle to get her to go to sleep that night? Is she that excited? Do you have to take her for a little jog before bed, um, that kind of thing? Yeah, there'll be a bit of sort of trying to trying to wear her out on Christmas Eve, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, the, the adrenaline is real. So uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Hutchie, you also have a young child. How Just how excited will uh, young young toddler Hutchie, she too? I'm not sure she's a toddler. I'm not sure what, what the cough is. <laughs> um, she's at school, so I think you don't What's send that? toddlers to school. Is that a, ch a young child now? Is she, is she yeah. now in that realm? So yeah. how will young child Hutchie be over Have Christmas? Have you forgotten her name? No, I know what she's called. Okay. Jay, okay. Jay, Jay Unit. <laughs> Jay Unit. Um, yeah. yeah, she'll be excited. Uh, it's just me and her all day on Christmas Day up until about oh. three, three o'clock. So... Um, We'll be we'll be doing all sorts. It'd be quite nice, actually. Probably, I reckon we'll be out on her scooter at half past ten. She loves going out on her scooter, so I reckon we'll be doing that. Sounds good, Roscoe. I'd imagine you'll be out on a scooter at half ten as well, will you? I'll be in bed. To be honest, I'll be in bed sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing for Christmas, Ross? Because you're, you're, I know your missus works um, quite often. Works Christmas Day, isn't she? Not anymore. So she's ah happy. okay. So um, the in well. I they're not really the in-laws because I'm not married, but yeah, I'm going around my girlfriend's mum and dad's for Christmas. So yeah, looking forward to loads of food. So yeah. Christmas is a good time to 
to pop, pop no, 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 don't encourage him, Hutchie. Come on, you've not, you've not, are you, Russ? You're not. I mean, but this no. goes out on Christmas, so you'd have done it by now if you are going to do it. So it's not about half ten on Christmas morning, I will be down on one knee. <laughs> I've been sitting in bed, so I'm in bed. So do not worry, ladies and gentlemen. There won't be any surprises. No things in the stockings it will just be me in bed still at half 10 so yeah there we go and that's the spirit of christmas right then in in that uh in that spirit shall we shall we get on with the game so we, this is basically a, a koa would i lie to you christmas special inspired entirely around one man the man wearing the ridiculous christmas glasses um because one of the koa army on one of the mailbags said that mike bacon should be our representative on would i lie to you and i really thought that would be great that would make some really good really good stuff Hence, we're doing this show today. So we're going to have two rounds. The first one's just truth or lie. We're all going to go around the room giving out a fact about us, and we, the rest of us have to decide if it's truth or lie. Second round is find the lie. Three statements. One is a lie. We have to find the lie. Um, so there we go. That's very simple. Um, no football chat at all today, unless, of course, these facts feature football. Um, so who wants to start in the first round, truth or lie? I think it's only fitting we start with Mike Bacon. Mike, do you want to uh, read out your truth or lie? Oh, I'm going to I read can't... it out now. Yeah. This is a truth or a lie. <laughs> I once went back in the day in the 1980s to a Spandau Ballet concert. And I got invited onto the stage to sing a chorus of gold <laughs> with three others. And it was okay. in Birmingham. That's all I'm going to say. Well, that's all you stayed to begin with. And now we question you about it. So you were... Uh... You were invited on stage at a Spandau Ballet concert. Why were you invited on stage, first of all? Well, I was, I was more pushed up on stage, to be honest. They were, I wasn't actually invited. They didn't sort of pick me out and say, oh, would you like that? I was with a group of five, and yeah. they were looking for three people to come up and join this gold um, <laughs> bit in their music. Okay. And I, I, was, I was just with the five, and they pushed me at the front a bit, and these guys come around and picked three of us. Not all I from mean, our group, but from around us. And where was it in Birmingham? What was the what was the uh, NEC. location? The NEC. Um, it, it, this already has a, a a ring of truth about it for me. Hutchie, you were pulling a, a slightly less than convinced expression. Do you do you know any of the other words? <laughs> Gold. <laughs> Always any... believe in your soul. <laughs> I think it's okay. yourself, isn't it? Is it? Uh, I do I know don't some know. of the words. I do know yeah, some yeah. of the words, but gold was the one I... I mean, it was quite easy to remember, Andrew. All he said was gold. I, I didn't have to say, do, do you know the whole song? I mean, I just knew the gold. Who else were you on the stage with? Well, there was... I. Well, it was Tony Hadley and the Kent brothers. And what was it? Well, that was it, really. And three other guys. I didn't know the three. Well, it's actually had two girls and another bloke, but I didn't know where they came from because they were dragged up from other parts of the auditorium. And you just well, had you, to you just had to sing the chorus, then, did you? So uh, they, 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 it was just a little bit of fun, and they sort of strummed away, and they said, "Right, every, the whole audience in club, but we had microphones, so we are gold. Gold was a lot louder than everybody else's." <laughs> Any other questions, boys? I think I've made my mind up. I'm just trying to think about the fact that you said always believe in yourself. That's that's not the words, is it? Is it? I thought it was self. Always believe in yourself. I thought no. it was. I thought it was soul. I said you've been getting it wrong all, all this time. Um, when, when, what year was this, Mike? I don't know the exact year, uh, young Stupot. I think it was 84, 85. And who are you I with? I can't remember exactly. I don't know. It was definitely in the 80s, long before you, any of you were born. Who did you I, go with? 
they also just a groove us for a mip switch just went up from just, just a, a groove from a football who who though who, who was they? in who was in the group oh, we need names well it's cut from my football team there was um, what were their oh, names no peter and john peter and john so this was <laughs> a lads a lads night out to spandau ballet yeah, so we had a weekend in Birmingham, including Spandau Ballet. See, back in the 80s, my friend, you know, this this type of Spandau and Duran Duran, that was the in thing, you know, it was it was it was a beautiful thing. Um, you know, so uh, we like Spandau, they were good. Ross, have you got any questions? Do you know who Spandau Ballet are? Um, is it what are they brothers, aren't they? There are brothers, brothers yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't I don't know, to be honest. I'm I'm completely lost here. Yeah, I wasn't born at all, so <laughs> You were, yeah. you were not even close to being born. No. <laughs> right then, friends. Any other questions? I think I've made my mind up. I'm going to ask you all to put truth or lie up at the same time. We're not obviously going to be scoring points. I think we'll decide at the end. Just a feeling like Hutchie's ratings, who's the, who wins the best liar. Um, right then. We ready? You all got your, your verdicts? Yep. yep. For the audio listeners, I will say what we've, what we've put down. Right then. Three, two, one. I'm saying... I think we're all saying truth. That's yeah, we are all saying truth. So four truths, Mike. Did you go on stage at a Spandau Ballet concert with some some blokes whose names you can't remember and perform gold in Birmingham back in the day? It's oh, it's a lie. Ah, that did have a ring of truth about it, though, Mike. Was it a different concert? Was it just a different band or something? Absolutely nothing. I hated Spandau Ballet. I couldn't stand them, <laughs> quite frankly. I've never seen dead near a Spandau Ballet concert. Duran Duran were my people. I like Duran Duran, so I had no intention of at Spandau Ballet. Gold is the only word I do know from that whole record. So that's why I said it. So it did start. To, it did start to fall apart when Hutchie insisted on names, and you just started saying Peter and John. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was starting um... to panic at that point. I must be honest. Cause <laughs> I thought myself, he's got it. Got me here with that one because I'm just going to go Peter Rabbit, Paul, John, Fred. Yeah, but... Milky. Uh... Stewie, let's go around the room, shall we? In 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 order. You're next up. What's your truth or lie? What's your statement? Okay. Um, what shall I go for? I was once propositioned by Jane McDonald. What? So, uh, for those who don't know, Jane McDonald is a what? She's a I guess you'd say a middle aged, late to middle aged lady who uh, likes going on cruise ships. Can hold a tune. Um, you were propositioned by her, Stewie. Obviously, I have to ask for more detail about that. What was the setting? How did it occur? Uh, I was working behind a bar during my days at university um, on the pier where they would hold um, various events and singers and things. Jane McDonald was one of those. And uh, towards the end of the night, a gentleman came over and said, uh, I'm I'm basically Jane McDonald's bouncer. Jane's <laughs> taking a shine to you. And um <laughs> could hit would you like to uh would you like to meet up with Jane later? Wow. So we you're actually were propositioned by Jane McDonald's bouncer. Yeah. Yeah, you on said, behalf yeah, of Jane. Ja you said Jane McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. She sent she sent over her her help. As as a as a teenage boy or girl would do, send over my friend fancies you type situation. Imagine if that was your job. You were, you were Jay McDonald's hookup guy. You just went up to blokes as you fancied and and asked if they asked if they fancied her back. Um, Stu, so was this when you were straightening your hair? Uh, yes. Excellent. Yeah, I, I'd have had sort of yeah, 
medium length sort of straightened indie boy hair. What did you say? What was the answer? Oh, that's uh, a key question. <laughs> I pu- I politely declined. <laughs> but this this would have been, I guess, at the peak of sort of you you mentioned the cruise ship era of Jane yeah. McDonald when she was mm. sort of her fame around that and she was sort of touring the country, uh, singing at various various venues. How long did it take you to say no? Was there any part of you that thought? Mm? Uh, no, it was it was a it was a fairly instant polite no. I mean, the age gap would have been still fairly sizable at that stage. I, I was nineteen. Okay, so she was she was being a cougar. Uh, Roscoe, again, like Spandau Ballet. I'm sure you don't know who Jane McDonald is. No, while you guys were talking, I was googling Jane McDonald. Um, oh. ha- what year was this? Do <clears throat> she's now on Loose Women? You might know her from Loose uh, Women. Ross. Yeah. No. What year was this? Two thousand and four. Okay, so she was divorced at that point. Okay, um, you're wiki- wiki- <laughs> Ross- Hello, yeah. Wikipedia. Ross is, going, Ross is going deep in the research. Uh, so Mike? That, that backs up the uh, theory, if anything. Looking Did you for... have a moustache? <laughs> no, never have done. Why is that key, Mike? Is she, you know, she, she got a thing about guys with moustaches? Yes, I she? think she has. Uh, okay. Was, was, was this was this by any chance down because you went to uni at Bournemouth, didn't you? Yes, it was. A, it was at the pier at Bournemouth, hmm. the okay. pavilion. I, I think I'm there. singing, singing. Yeah, I think I'm ready to. I think I'm ready. Any other questions? Uh, a lot of questions. Actually. Yes, I've got a hell of a lot of questions. But... Quite frankly, I'm here all day with this one. But um, we'll save them for later. <laughs> okay, the off air. Uh, right then. You ready? Why did you say no? <laughs> Good question. Uh, intimidated. <laughs> oh, fair enough. By the bouncer or by her? All of it. I assume this was before you met Mrs. Watson, the future Mrs. Watson. Uh, no, we were in the very early stages of dating my now wife. Does she? Does she know? Uh, no, she does now. <laughs> <laughs> she does now. Someone tell her. Right then. Um, three, two, one. I'm saying truth. We're 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 a believing bunch, aren't we? No one's dissented yet. We're all saying true. Stewie, Watson's a rubbish liar. Stewie, were you once propositioned by a man on the orders of Jane McDonald? It's a lie. Oh, oh, that's terrible, Watson. That's the that's the most exciting story I've heard come out of your mouth for bloody months, and you just and it tells a lie. It's uh, it happened. The exact scenario happened to my housemate at the time. That's an unbelievable lie. But it didn't well, happen to me. But uh, well played. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in it, so it enabled me to flesh out the story. Superb. So we've we've been wrong. On both counts so far, but Jane is... was very much on the prowl for some for some teenage boys at that, at that stage. <laughs> Don't know if we need some lawyers yeah. involved. In I'm say, podcast, but... Clip that up. Put that Alleg- out. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, Hutchie, uh, you're a man of truth. I don't think I ever know you you, you speaking mistruths. So I'm assuming this is going to be 100 true already. But um, do you want to give us your fact, and we'll all decide on the veracity of your claim? Uh, yeah. Uh, a member of the current Ipswich Town first team squad attended my wedding. Right. So when did you get when did you get married? April the twelfth, two thousand and fourteen. Points for that. Remembers your anniversary. Excellent. Well so two thousand and fourteen. Good, good husband. Um, did did they attend as for the bride or the groom? I'm assuming it was the groom. 
No, it's with a bride, actually. Okay, so someone that your wife knows. Still, you yeah. must have insight. Can, on can we ask who the player is? Uh, you can, yeah. It was uh, third choice goalkeeper, Nick Hayes. <laughs> okay, that's random. Uh, how does your wife know Nick Hayes? She's her. Co- he's he is her cousin. Ah, okay. Any other questions, boys? Was he was he a footballer at the time then, uh, Young Hutch? He was twelve. Um, so <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Well, we did have we did have a the morning of my wedding. The be- the the best thing about my wedding day was that we had an epic game of of Wembley doubles on the uh, on the yes. grass outside the venue before before, and he did join in that. But um, no, he was he was a twelve year old boy. So where, where where was this venue? Thorpe Ness, the country club at Thorpe Ness. Very posh. Yeah, very posh. Very very posh. So does being as he's he's uh, her cousin, does she have much to do with with third choice goalkeeper Nick Hayes now? Um, does she uh, stay in touch or not? Not really. Not really. It's kind of one of those where you you have to invite your cousin to the to the wedding because the parents were invited, so mm. he came as well. But it's not. They're not particularly close, and I, I haven't seen him probably for five or six years. Do you still speak? Uh, no, well, I don't think we've ever really spoken. If I'm completely honest, um, so he's not a direct line into the dressing room for you. That's a shame. Why did Why did you blank Nick? There's a couple of times he's done sort of <laughs> commentary for BBC Suffolk recently, and I haven't seen you. Sort of... You know, if he was if he was your wife's cousin, I thought you might go over and say hello. I haven't, I well, haven't seen that. As you'll be well aware, Stu, they the the co commentators for it wasn't BBC Suffolk either. It was uh, I follow, so um, keep up. Um, <laughs> but they tend to because he's with the travelling party on those games. They turn up about three or four minutes into the game, as you'll be well aware. He, he he's out warming up with Christian Walton and um, and Vashlav Hladki during the game, and he turns up at about five past three and. Um, you weren't at Forest Green either, were you, Stu, where Mike and I were? And he was on co-commentary there, wasn't he, Mike? Well, he was, but you didn't speak to him. Not that you saw that I didn't. And anyway, he oh. turned up at five, he turned up at five past three during the game. To be fair, so. he did, actually. He turned yes, he did, Andrew. I will I will back down on that. He did turn up, he was late for co-coms. You're correct. Roscoe. I don't you know. He questions? probably he probably doesn't even remember that we're kind of related either. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a significant um, relationship on any part. He'll be crushed to hear that if he's listening to this. Yeah, he will uh, be. Actually, you mean nothing uh, to okay. me. Says <laughs> <that's it. laughs> and he's, just, he's just playing it down because Nick's feed, feeding him a load of uh, team news and injury news <laughs> quietly. He needs to play this down in case the club's listening. Where do you go realize you've done, it now, you've done it now, Andy. You do know that, don't you? Yeah. Right, Roscoe. You're staying quiet. You got any thoughts? At least this time, this time you've heard of the person involved. <laughs> yeah, just about, just about. Um, once again, I don't know if this is cheating. Once again, I've done you. I've done Wikipedia. But I don't think the boys on the Would I Lie to You TV show probably got like yeah. stats and stuff. I've looked up. Nick Cage was 15 in 2014. Oh, exposed so... by Wikipedia, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how old he is. Do I? Is he? He's, he's a lad significantly younger than me. And we've already established he means nothing to you, so you don't take yeah. any interest in anything that he does or indeed his age. Um, I'm ready to I'm ready to vote. Yeah. Is everyone else ready to vote? Three, two, one. Oh, okay. So me and Mike are saying true, but in a in a switch from the uh, the current form, Stewie and Roscoe are saying lie. So you split the room, Hutchie. Did 
a teenage or indeed slightly younger than that nick hayes attend your very wedding back in the day at thorpe Ness? uh not that i know of no Love. <laughs> yeah. okay nice unbelievable so i i thought because we are obviously upstanding members of the community who, who tell the truth on a regular basis in print <laughs> on audio and in video form um but there have been three lies to kick off the christmas special incredible rossi someone who's known to sometimes be unfamiliar with the truth. <laughs> What's your fact? Um, when I was a kid, yep. I had a phobia of guinea pigs. You were scared of guinea pigs? Yeah. Why were you scared of guinea pigs? Well, I had a sleepover around my mates. And... Now, all right, boys. All right. <laughs> and he had a guinea pig. And it escaped from its cage one night i woke up and it was basically there in front of me and from there on i was just scared of them what are you over them? it now <laughs> yeah i'm over it now yeah i've been able to go over it now my girlfriend wants to get a guinea pig but face you know, your I, fears I story, yeah face my fears but now i'm all good now but yeah when i was a kid they just looked scary what was it about them though because the guinea pigs make unusual noises don't they and they've got some big chompers yeah well, they look cute but I just feel they're evil inside. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote. Guinea pigs look cute, but I feel they're evil inside. Yeah. Um, Mike, have you got a problem with guinea pigs? Uh, no, I haven't really. No, I once had a gerbil, um, which um, which fell out of its hutch and uh, talking of hutch and uh, killed itself. But that's neither here or there. Um, killed itself. Wow. Well, yes, it dropped on the floor. It's unfortunate. Anyway, that's a different story. Mm, did it jump? Um, Yes, Roscoe. So, how did you? How did this phobia? How did you sort of get rid of this phobia? Because you know, did you seek medical help, or what happened? Or did it? No, I just, I just grew up. You know, because this, this was. I'm going to tell you the age. I was actually eight when this happened, and just eventually, I just got over. It. Basically, someone just said, "Get a grip, mate," and yeah. I did. Get, um, get, get a grip, mate. Have you held one. it? Have you held one since? No, but I have. Like, I'm happy to be in like the same room as a guinea pig. <laughs> what what would have happened before like before you were over it if you were if you were in the same room as a guinea pig what would have I'm out of there I'm out of there I'm out of there you're straight breaking out, on you're, you're straight breaking out. out of that room yeah I've got one question what was your friend's name who had said guinea pig oh yes Curtis what was Curtis. the guinea pig called killer Leroy Leroy <laughs> Leroy the guinea pig was called Leroy <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, did any others have unusual phobias when we were kids as an aside, boys? I was scared, for example, of Postman Pat when I was a child. We used to hide behind the uh, the sofa when Postman Pat was on, apparently. <laughs> it's not something I've, I've got over either. I used to be scared of big glasses. When I was, uh, <laughs> I'm not now. Any other yeah. phobias before we decide on on whether this is a truthful phobia? Stu, Hutchie? I've got you... a phobia-related fact that may come up at some point, so I'll keep that to myself. Keep that me. under your under your sleeve. Okay. I'm I'm scared of nothing. Hutchie yes. fears Hutchie right. fears nothing apart from mediocrity. Um right then. I'm ready to vote. Three, two, one. Okay. Yes, so... a lie. Hold up. So me, Mike, and Hutchie are correct. Stu trusted Ross. 
I would have said make... truth. I was going truth until Leroy. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's for me. Who calls a guinea pig Leroy? No one. No we'll make Curtis. We'll make Curtis. <laughs> well, you could have a mate called Curtis, but you can't have a guinea pig called Leroy. I've never, has anyone heard of such a thing? So have all, all four of us so far told lies? Yeah, that makes me think that we're not interesting enough to come up with with with, with anything true. <laughs> that was good. We're, living, like we're that. living we're living in worlds we'd love to live in, but doesn't really happen. Right, my turn. Friends, I was going to be in a Hollywood film, but the director decided at the last minute that he didn't like my accent. What was the film? It was called Cage Fighter. What, what, was what, was it? It about? what was it about? What was it about? Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was about. It was about MMA friends. Uh, it was a somewhat played out. Some would say predictable story about a guy who 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 is on top of the world and loses it all, and then tries to get back on top of the world again. You've seen it what, before. What was your role going to be in this? I was going to. I was going to play a commentator and presenter. What qualifies you to play that role? No, absolutely nothing. <laughs> so this is recent, right? Since you've been doing some of your your it was it yeah it was recent. Work. It was uh, yeah in the last. I think it was just before the pandemic. In fact, what have accent was he after? Huh? The have you, have you got an agent? No, I haven't. Well, how did he that, find you? Uh, through contacts in the commentary slash film world. What like ultimately? What accent was this director after? Yeah, like what? What was wrong? Just, I was English. He, he could see what he's led you on there because yeah. it was always going to be English because you are English. Correct. So yeah, uh, uh, he led you on. Do you feel bitter he, about that? I do slightly. It exposed me to the cruel world of uh, the business we called show. Yeah, because it was all set up. I was I was had filming days, and we we're all ready to go. I was traveling down to a studio in London to do it. And then I think it was about a week before I got a call uh, to say, yeah, director's come over from America. Uh, he's watched your stuff. Um, thinks you're great, but uh, he wants an American. Sorry. Has this film been out now? Yep, it's out. Yeah. And who's the, who plays the main <laughs> Well, the main, I guess the main star in it, which you may have heard of, is someone called Gina Gershon, who uh, has been in various fairly underwhelming Hollywood films. Was this an underwhelming Hollywood film? Ultimately, I haven't, I haven't watched it. It's too painful. Oh. You refuse oh. to watch it. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Um, so, yeah, I could watch it if I wanted to, but I, I haven't. Did you offer? Did you offer to try and do an American accent? Uh, in, no. in like in any kind of desperate bid to retain no. your place. It's just how ruthless this, this show business world is. They'd already replaced me. They already had an American lined up. <clears throat> had you discussed? Had you discussed finances? <clears throat> yep. What were Come they? On. How much? Uh, well, it's going to be two days of filming, and I was getting paid a grand a day. No, a grand so total. So similar to what you get here. Yeah, basically what you get here. Per, per show, what I'm on here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready. Me too. Three, two, one. Am I telling a truth or a lie? Stu, Stu's saying lie. The rest of the boys are saying true. And friends, I'm sorry to tell you, that is true. Yes. I knew I you had, sad for, you had loads sad of time off round about then. 
<laughs> you had so much you had so much time off i kept saying to the boys where the hell is he going now i was genuinely a bit gutted about that friends it was going to be uh I had, it was my one and only chance i'll never get to go to a premiere of a film that I've, i was actually in and i was gonna Do you know what i think you've actually said this before to me i don't know why i think we were going to a did you just go- did you just did you just google the film because if you did that you'd have found no. it Okay. No, no, I didn't know. I just remember when we went to London, you know, O2 in London, doing the Cage, um, Cage Warriors thing. I was, for some reason, I felt like you, t- you told me about it. Something that would have impressed you, Ross, is that Edge was in it. And Ooh. John Moxley, Moxie, yes, Mox, yes. one of the wrestlers. Anyway, they were in it. Edge, I, of course, Edge the wrestler, not the singer. Edge the wrestler, not the, yeah, not the Edge. Not that, the would edge have been, that would have been a show. Yeah. so yeah there we go um so a mixture of truth and lies well one truth and four lies um and i think i'm not keeping count but i think there's people leading the way in terms of finding the truth so now that's literally what we have to do we have to find the truth in round two there's going to be three facts and we've got to find a lie amongst those um who wants to go first should we go go first if you want okay hutchy let's go three three facts one of them is a lie so do you want them all straight up? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need to read these. I have performed my violin on a famous concert stage used by some of the world's most famous musicians, including Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. I went through the audition process for the reboot of Supermarket Sweep and was <laughs> inches away from making it onto the show before missing out. Yeah. And on my final day working at McDonald's, I hid two boxes of fillet of fish inside the roof, which eventually went off and meant the store had to close for two days and be, <laughs> and be fumigated. Uh, okay, so one of those um, fairly unbelievable statements is a lie. The other two are indeed true. Um, so we've got played your violin on a, on a world-famous stage, involved in the supermarket suite audition process. Was this when... Dale Winton was fronting it. Or the yeah, reboot. there was a, there was a re yeah. There's two reboots. He rebooted it himself with Dale, and then I think Ryland had a bash at it okay. fairly recently. But this was the Dale the Dale reboot. And the, finally, that you produced such a pong by um, secreting filet o fish in the roof that you forced McDonald's to be closed for two days. We know you used to work at McDonald's, but are you that malicious with the filet o fish? Can I ask why you did that? Because I was uh, eighteen years old, very immature, and thought. But it was had funny. you had you been let go? Were you leaving? What was it? No, just I was just, just just an immature, um, an immature eighteen-year-old that thought putting eighty pieces of frozen fish inside a roof tile was a good idea. While I was being actually no, that was it. I was being made to clean the roof, and this was this was like this is nonsense. Um, this this fish this fish is going in there basically. So eighty pieces of, of hokey, hokey. How long did you play the violin for? What, in the concert or just in like in, in general, general over the course of my life? Um, well, I started doing, you know, in kind of primary school, they push you into the world of musician, like music, um, that to try something. I tried the violin. I probably did it from the age of seven until 12, 13, something like that. I've still got a violin. And where was the concert? Snake Maltings, the famous concert hall in inside Snake Maltings. Some amazing people have played there, including what myself. Was, yeah, what was the what was the event then? Was it? It was like um, it was like um, 
I think it might have been a Christmas thing actually. Around Christmas Christmas time, it was like a um, classical. It was a competition actually. I, I can't remember what it was called exactly, but it was some kind of competition where it was X Factor style, but well before that existed on the on the TV. Do you play lefty or righty? Uh, I play my right hand. So the bow, the bow, okay. the bow's in my right hand. I hold yeah, it do... and, and play my left. Yeah, that's convincing. Actually, that looked it quite... smooth. Do smooth that again. Motion, a smooth motion, isn't it? Yeah, he's got the face what, as well. What, that um, what, what fish <clears throat> dishes? What fish dishes do they do at McDonald's? Fillet of fish. That's it. Very, very. Yeah, that fish. They'll do your fish fingers in a happy meal as well. But fillet, fillet of fish is like piece of piece of fish fried, obviously, in a steamed bun. The only bun that they will steam for you in McDonald's. I assume they still do that. Health. And ridiculously, you had to the plasticky cheese stuff that they obviously do in McDonald's. For some reason, you fold that in half and only put half a piece of it in. In a fillet of fish with um with a shot of tartar sauce, a shot. Um, yeah. And then supermarket sweep. How did that happen then? How did that come about? Because you don't strike me as someone who would who would seek out being on supermarket sweep. Well, I was this. This was in two thousand and seven. I was a student at this point, and um, money was needed. Went through a spate of applying for medical trials, um, doing surveys, applying for game shows, and supermarket sweep was one that. Went a bit further in, got rejected from from loads of them. But um, supermarket sweep took us took us in, and we, we went to like the audition bit and did some of that, but but didn't didn't quite make it on. I've got so many questions now. You mentioned medical trials. Is that why you've you're, got you're such ridiculous cars? Yeah, you can you can get paid hundreds and hundreds of pounds to like go in and be like essentially a guinea pig, Ross. I'm afraid, um, <laughs> and, and go in and, and just be have things tested tested on you. You sign a waiver, obviously, and um, sometimes you go in and they're residential trials. Um, yeah, and sometimes they're not. I apply anyway. That that's beside the point. But um, yeah, you that was a way of making money. I've got so many questions, uh, which we don't really have time for about that. But um, did you get to meet Dale Winton? Sadly, not. No, mm. he, there was like a vid. There was like um, they'd recorded, like recorded him. So they wanted to see how you would interact with Dale. Dale wasn't there, I don't think. I think he had too much going on with the lottery. But um, mm. he, he, they like piped in video of Dale asking you the questions, and you interacted with Dale kind of that way, and it, to see how you did. Okay. Any other questions, boys? Now I think I may have advantage here. May Stu may have the advantage here because I, I have a feeling I've heard the story about the fillet of fish at McDonald's, and I think someone else has told me as well who used to be a colleague of Andy Warren. So that's out of the window. So it's the other two. Um, so yeah, that's all I've got to say. That's interesting. You would tell the rest of us who didn't know that. Yeah, well, well done for spoiling it. <laughs> <laughs> you understand, you understand, you understand <laughs> the, the concept of this game, Ross? <laughs> yes. But, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Filet of Fish is true by the sound of it. Um, so, we've, we're now down to two to, to uh, lower the uh, the field there. So, um, we better between... vote before Ross says anything else. <laughs> yeah. No, and I've or, just, or could, I've I be, just... could I be being very smart here and sort of swaying you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also I've also just googled and Hutchie does play the violin. Uh, so there we go. Um, right then. So... Yeah, you do you do well to find evidence of that on the internet. Um, so it's between it's between being a, a virtuoso virtuoso violinist and um, almost appearing on Supermarket Sweep. How close do you actually get to being on the TV then, Hutchie? Were you, I, you actually? I, I think I was probably one step away. I, I don't know exactly, but I, the amount of stuff that we did to kind of 
like audition for it, I would I would guess we were probably very close to it. Okay, I think I'm ready to vote. So you're gonna have to write down one, two, or three, boys, as to the which is the lie, uh, and then we'll share them. So number one, Hutchie once played the violin at a world famous location, and is actually a, a violinist of some repute and skill. Two was almost on supermarket sweep. Three, which apparently we know is true, he did once secrete 80 portions of filet fish in a roof for shits and gigs as a reckless 18-year-old. Friends, three, two, one, which is the lie? I think we're all saying... No, what, are you, what are you doing, Ross? You put lie up. Oh, one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so Ross is saying one. The rest of us, I think, are saying two. Are we, Stu? You, you put yeah, two and one. I there. went with one and I changed my mind at the last minute. I've gone with two. So we think Hutchie being on Supermarket Sweep is a lie. Roscoe thinks the violin is the lie. Which is the lie, Hutchie? Supermarket Sweep, I'm afraid. Yes. Um, I'd love to have gone on Supermarket Sweep, but I, I never <laughs> applied for it. But you are. You are a violinist. That would be pushing it. Uh, but yeah, I, I have three, I have played the violin. Yeah, we are going to have to get you playing the violin on a show at some point in the future. No, now you've, now you've said that. <laughs> no chance. Right. Um, next up, should we go Roscoe? <clears throat> okay. So you've got three three facts, Rossi. One of them is a lie. Okay. Um, first one is I can't smell out on my right nose due to putting a car light up there when I was a kid. <laughs> Yeah. That's your, true. You, mean, <laughs> you, you mean you're, you're right when you say right nose, you mean nostril. Nostrally, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got two noses. The right one is useless. <laughs> um I was once seventh in the world on the video game Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. And the final one is I once drank my own Wii. Oh. I, was, I was intrigued to know what it was taste like. Oh my god, it's got to go there, isn't it? These are so easy. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? To so me, these easy. all these all have the ring of truth about them. Um, <laughs> Rossi, who wants to start? Stewie, I can tell I you. I mean, I'll be honest. I've, I've decided <laughs> yeah, already well, I have immediately, well. but um, <laughs> we'll ask some questions anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> what what's a car light? Yeah. So basically, you had a toy car, and, and it was a mini. And because I yeah. loved playing cars when I was a kid, oh, my mum said oh, that was all I could do, all you know, every day, just play with my cars. And one day, decided to put a little light, you know, you get on a car up my right nose, nostril, nostril. What do you mean, uh, what like a matchbox? Yeah, car, little, like yeah, little, little, yeah, little one. Yeah, and that that left you unable to smell down yes. your right right nostril for Did life. Did you have to go to hospital? Yeah, yeah I had to go to hospital. There was close. I wouldn't say close, close, but I was there. Could have needed surgery on it, but luckily how far up there was it? It was really far up. I don't know why I decided to do it. I just, you know, as a kid, you're just adventurous, aren't you? Like, oh, <laughs> how do you know that you can't smell out of the right side of it? Just every time I sniff something, how do you can't... know it's coming through the left? Like, are you like blocking up your left you one? Must, and test yeah, you I tested test, it. I tested. Test. I tested it once. Yeah, and then when I've ever had a cold, I then now know that. I can't now smell on the left side. Okay. Okay. Uh, the elephant in the room, obviously, Ross, is drinking your own urine. Um, mm -hmm. What age were you when you decided? Do you know what? 
I'm interested to know what it tastes like. Let me have a swig. 24. <laughs> <laughs> last week, last week. Yeah. Um, no, uh, 18 when I was on a lads holiday. Um, lads. You know, lads. Yeah. yeah. Very drunk and we're just ch- chatting and we'll go, do you know what? Come on in, lads. Let's, let's see if it tastes. Good. What do you think? Um, so, it, yeah, it wasn't nice. Did you decant it? Yeah. You decanted it into a, what, a pint glass, did you? Yeah. And then, what, how much did you drink? Well, just a little bit because I was very dehydrated because I had a lot of alcohol. Oh. So it was very nice. It was very yellow, did, very yellow. Like, what did it taste like? Don't say it tasted like we. What did it taste like? <laughs> it did taste very nice. Sour? Sour? Was it sour? Was it acidic? What was it? I try not to think about it, to be honest. And I was very <laughs> drunk that day, so I can't really remember much. You couldn't smell it either, crucially. Yeah. Hold the right nostril. Out the left nostril, you won't smell yeah. it. Well, I think What's I know. It? I think I know what it is. But uh, Hutchie, on you go. Yeah, I, I, I'm not very familiar with the world of Call of Duty. Like, how long? Surely that's kind of ever changing. So, how long were you ranked seventh in the world on on that? Surely, within seconds of you putting your controller down, somebody else might have surpassed you, or was it a genuine world world championships tournament? No, so they have like rankings and leaderboards, and but then when it first came out, I was on it. 24-7. This is when I was just dossing about, not doing much. Um, so didn't care about school and all that. Just every day from when I woke up to like, you know, did all-nighters. Um, so the first week I was bossing it. So, yeah. Which version of the game was it? Because obviously there's been various versions. Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2. Oh, I, was very, I shouldn't really have been allowed to play it. But, what what know, console I'm, I'm was that? Care. What console? Xbox 360. Xbox 360. Uh, Mickey, you look like you're dressed to, to ask questions. Have you got any? No, you want to ask? I, I, I know the I knew the answer as soon as he said the third <laughs> one. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying it quite just all right, I'm ready. All right, I think we're all ready. Shall we go? So, one, two, or three. One is the so just round them up before we say so. One, you stuck something up your nose, which led you now to be unable to, to smell down your right nostril. Two, you were world ranked seven in Call of Duty. Three, you drank your own wee on a lad's holiday. All sound plausible, but what is the lie? Uh, three, two, one. I'm saying two. Mike's saying two. Stu is saying two. Yeah. And and Hutchie is saying three. We is the lie. Yeah. Roscoe, which, what is the lie? Yeah, I'm not drinking my own wee, boys. Bloody hell, that's, just, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do that? Why indeed, Ross? Why indeed? Yeah. No, I'm not on my lad sometimes, but oh, Jesus Christ, boys, I'm not doing that. It did seem to me to have a, a a taste of truth about it, Rossi. That that we yeah. drinking, but well Seventh done. Seventh in the world, that is yeah. That's said, quite impressive. Twenty four seven, nonstop, just boom. You could become a professional gamer. Stop messing around with this. Yeah, not not, not now. I don't play much now. You want to get on? Tw- you want to get on Twitch, innit? Make yeah, some Twitch, cash. Yeah, Twitch. Yeah, I it's all out. Yeah. Right then. Um. So Ross fooled all but one of us there. Well played, Rossi. Um, I'll, I'll go next, I think, because I want I want to leave Stu and Mike to last. Um, right then, my three facts, boys. Uh, I was once trapped inside a Suffolk shop with a boy band member after fans flooded the area. I once reunited Kevin Beatty with a beloved ring that he'd had stolen from the changing rooms at Old Trafford. And finally, 
I went to Claudia Schiffer's wedding. When did you go to Claudia Schiffer's wedding? When she got married. Where was that? It was a little village church in Shimpling. Where is Shimpling? Out somewhere in Mid Suffolk. It's the West only Suffolk. time, the only time I've ever been to Shimpling in my life. I think she did get married there, actually. <clears throat> why were Why, why were you there as a as a guest? Were you Were you working as a journalist? What's going on? I was working. Okay. Who did she marry? She married Matthew Vaughan of Lockstock fame. Ah. Never what seen did it. your role on the day consist of then? Just hanging around trying to get some quotes or what? Uh, I was a part of the uh, the press pack, the world's press pack, shall we say, um, gathered around the church because it was quite unusual to have. I mean, this is when Claudia Schiffer, I mean, clearly she's a, a superstar, but this is when she was a very big deal. And Matthew Vaughan was one of the hottest properties in film at the time, along with Guy Ritchie because of Snatch and Lockstock. So it was a big, it was a big deal. And there were a lot of famous people there. Like who? Boris Becker, now disgraced. Uh, <laughs> all the boys from Lockstock, uh, various fashion designers um, whose names I can't remember. Um, See, I know I, she did get married there. I know that. So I did don't you speak know. to any of these stars? Well, did you manage to to stop them? Uh, no, I tried to speak to Boris Becker, but um, he was having none of it. Surprisingly large man, Boris Becker. Just as an aside, very very large gentleman. Oh. Who is Claudia Shiver? <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> so, Shall I Google? Shall I Google just her? Go, just I Google it, mate. I don't know, cheating, you don't know how Claudia Schiffer is. One of the, no. the biggest supermodels in the world. Oh, well, hello. Okay, I'll definitely Google her then. Uh, carry on, boys. You know Naomi Campbell is, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, of she's course, basically the same <laughs> level. Yeah. Fair play, fair play. <laughs> what was the first statement, Mark? Uh, hold on. What was the first statement? Uh, I was once trapped inside a Suffolk shop with a boy band member after fans flooded the area. Who's that then? It was um, the guy from Westlife. Uh, Brian, um, the, one married, the one who married Kerry Katona, that one. I don't know his surname, sorry. Where was this shop? Berry, I suppose. It was in Berry, yeah. What, what again? Are you working? Are you interviewing him? What's no, I, was, I wasn't working. Me and, me and Liz were in, in Berry shopping, um, and we saw Brian and Kerry walking down the road, and we were like, Is that? Uh, uh yes, it was. Um, and so we started following them, um, as you do, because I was a young, hungry news hound. Um, and yeah, so uh, plucked up the courage to go and speak to them, by which time they were in a shop in one of the shopping centres in Berry, by which time people had noticed who it was. Um, and literally, they, they surrounded the shop to the point that um, he couldn't get out of the shop. Uh, and we had to call, well, they had to call police. As a result, to um, to, to allow him, I think it was New Look. I can't really remember. Why are they in New Look? New Look. I don't know. That's just the, the shop they went into. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know why they were in Berry. I, I believe. I think. I remember him saying they had friends in the area or something. Anyway, you, um, you spoke to him. Yeah, I spoke to him. Yeah, yeah, because we did a story. Because it it was the day a Westlife member brought Berry to a standstill. Oh. 
You're starting to sound you're sounding quite plausible, Heath. I must be honest. For somebody who talks so much rubbish most of the time, you're actually, I'm actually starting to I can't find fault in any of these. What's the third one? The second one. Second one. The second Can one is anything. I is I once reunited oh, Kevin, Kevin Beatty with a beloved ring that he'd had stolen from the dressing rooms at Old Trafford while he was playing. You saw what what, what year was this? Mm, early early 2000s <clears throat> so tell tell the full story then so he then years must have passed with this yeah, so thing being lost back when i again i was a young hungry news hound um someone approached me to say they'd just been on holiday and they'd met someone who found out he was from ipswich uh, and was a football fan and over a few few too many beers confessed that the biggest regret of his life was breaking into the old trafford changing rooms as a kid, because they couldn't get tickets when Ipswich were there, <clears throat> and stealing various player effects, one of which was a fairly expensive-looking ring, um, which had various stones. I can't remember what stones there were in them. But anyway, so he had this ring, and uh, he wanted to get it back to whoever the player was. He didn't know which player it was, obviously, um, who, who owned it. Could I help? Yes, I could, I said. And that set me off on a, a mission of, uh, of trying to reunite the ring with the owner. And did you? Kev Kevin was delighted, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to. No, I started. Ring I rang round various players from the day. Um, so I can remember speaking to Roger Osborne, uh, Mick Mills, uh, and George, it was George Burley. I spoke to actually. He said, "Do you know what? That rings a bell. I do remember that, and I think that was Beat. I think it was." And I rang Beat, and of course, uh, told the story. He went, "Yep, that was me, pal. That's my ring." Uh, and thus, but the thing is. Um, because I had the ring, I'd been given the ring, we had to take legal advice because technically I was, I was handling stolen property. Um, and so there was, we had to be very sure of how long I could have it in my possession and all this kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, and I went out to meet Beat, and he had a picture of him from the time wearing the ring at this um, family birthday dinner. Uh, so, yeah. Knowing knowing Beat, that probably meant you're you're now part of his family. I, I imagine he held you. He cherished. He cherished you for the he rest did, of his days. He did ring he me. Like. He did ring me quite a lot after that. Yeah, just for a chat. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready. Go on. <clears throat> so, did I once get trapped in a shop with Brian McFadden because fans was flooded the area? Did I once reunite Kevin Beatty with a stolen ring, or did I go to Claudia Schiffer's wedding? What are you saying, boys? Which is the lie? Is it one, two, or three? Three, two, one. Mike is saying two. Stu and Andy are saying one. And Roscoe is saying two. So you're split. <clears throat> I'm afraid to tell you, boys, the lie is, in fact, I was never trapped inside a Suffolk shop with ah. Brian McFadden. I was then... trapped inside a Suffolk shop with Joe Swash of EastEnders <laughs> fame. <laughs> so where were you wrong? No, you were no. Uh, Hutchie and Stewie got it right. Mm, well done, Hutch. But yeah, it was Joe Swash, not Brian McFadden. Who uh, Joe Swash has family in Thetford, and that's why he was in Bury. But he did bring Bury to a standstill. Was Stacey Solomon with him? No, his sister was, who was also in EastEnders, whose name I forget. But he was a bloody, ruddy, bloody, ruddy, nice bloke, Joe Swash. This was at the peak of his uh, heartthrob Mickey Miller in EastEnders fame. So. Friends, as we wrap up this Christmas special, we now have two potential, well, one is definitely a lie, 
So two lies yet to find. And I, I'm going to, I want to finish with Mike being as this is his vehicle. So I hope it's good. Uh, Stewie, what are your three facts? <clears throat> okay. The only award I have ever won in my life was for rear of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a good ass. I've got to say. My cotton wool bud phobia was so severe, I had to undergo hypnotherapy. Ooh. And I, just like Michael Bacon, am a published author. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm, let's take them in order then. So the first one was you won an award for Rear of the Year. So how did you win this award? Where where was it? Uh, it was at school. Which sounds which sounds a little bit odd, but uh, <laughs> at the end of my final GCSE year, um, while everyone else got most improved student, student of the year, etc., I got a a joke award for rear of the year. Is this judged by the teachers or by yeah. your fellow? <laughs> that by sounds your a fellow bit wrong. Students. Yeah, it does sound a bit wrong out of context. So the the backstory to it is is that uh, I once was given a detention for pulling a Mooney out of the window at some other kids on the playground and I got in trouble for that and uh it was recognized with this this award that sounds like something you'd do um uh, uh cotton wool bud fear Stewie which you alluded to earlier in terms of phobias how did that manifest itself then why were you scared of cotton wool buds oh it's making me feel a bit funny <laughs> thinking about them now it's the um I can't even do the, the motion, the, the the texture. You know, when you sort of pull it apart and you, you do it between, it makes that squeaky feeling. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Hate it. Still don't like it now, but when I was Is younger. Hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy. Yeah. Like where you, you know, like they do it yeah. with like getting over <clears throat> smoking and stuff like that. It got so severe that my, my parents took me to see, um to see someone that sort of said, close your eyes. And you must think, have to, now as this. a, now as a parent, you, you must have to use cotton wool every now and then do you for sort of dabbing onto wounds and stuff uh i tried to avoid all part of that when my daughter was was younger that was um you can yeah and what was the third one what's the third one published author published author so what did you write a football poem where was it published in a, a book of football poems in the 90s that were kind of um where like kids would write football poems and they'd get collated into a book. Okay. Have Any questions, boys? Yeah. Can you read uh, it? I hope no. If if I could have had it with me today, I would have read it out. I think my mum might have one in the in her loft. I believe the book was called Ear We Go. As if, uh, like I see what they're in the football chant. Yeah. yeah what was the first line? What was the first line of your published poem? <laughs> It was about the England football team of Euro 96. Um, I think it was called something like th Three Lions Roaring and it and it had reference to like safe hands seamen and you see, Stuart, brave, see Stuart Pierce's brave defending and various things like that. See, I believe that because as many people know, when young Stewpot had his interview at the East Anglian, which I yeah. was part of, yeah. he came with an almighty package of stuff that he'd done well he came with an almighty package of, he was very impressed of, of yeah. stuff that he had done at university lots of reels of stuff to impress the bosses 
Yeah. So I that to me, yes, that's the sort of thing that young Watto would have done. I reckon. And you, you're obviously impressed by his award-winning ass as well, by the sound of it. He had a lovely <laughs> backside as he walked out. <laughs> of the room. Employ, employ him. <laughs> he's got it all. He's got it all, the lads. He has got a lovely little bum. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know which one is the lie. Um, but any other questions, boys? Rossi, you've stayed quiet on this one. Um, no, I think I've made my decision. To be fair. Okay, mm. we're going to vote then. So, one, did Stu want to win an award? The only award, indeed, he's ever won for rear of the <laughs> year. Uh, two, he had such a fear, a phobia of cotton wool buds, or cotton wool generally, that he had to have hypnotherapy. And three, he's a published author, just like Elton John there. Um, ready? Three, two, one. You can't see that. I can't work out which way I'm saying mine. Well, I'm, saying, I'm saying three. Three. Three, two. Three threes and a two from Mike. So Mike, Mike's saying two. The rest of us are saying three. Stewie, what is the lie? Uh, the lie is I once had hypnotherapy for a cotton wool. Oh, phobia. okay. See, I know that you, you did have a thing about cotton wool because we talked about I, that before. I do. I do. And yeah. I would I would call it a mild phobia, but it never got to the stage of having hypnotherapy. <laughs> so there was, there was a hint of a, a truth about it. As all the best lies are. Right then, Mike, this show was built around you as a vehicle for your, your talents as a raconteur. You're now going to end the Christmas show. We've got to discuss, um, find the lie in these three statements. Right. These are my three statements. When I was young, I used to come out in a rash when I ate celery and had to have tablets to calm it down. Okay. Two... I only have one contact lens. And three, <laughs> I once hit the post in a football match on Portman Road at the North Stand, now Sir Bobby Robson end. Okay, that's a that's a fairly uh, wide-ranging and divergent bunch of facts. Uh, why do you only have one contact lens? Is it because you put a, a car light in your other eye and that's useless now? <laughs> <laughs> My brother poked my other eye out when we were young. No, I what? have. He, he poked your eye out? I've never noticed you've got a glass eye, Mike. I have only one contact lens because one eye doesn't see very well. And the other eye is good. Doesn't see very well either, so I have a contact lens in that one. <laughs> okay. Hang on, uh, that does that contradict what you've said? So do you have one or two? I have one, but the other one doesn't have anything in it because it doesn't see very well. So it's, it's too far gone, the other one, essentially. Totally gone. Totally so you're, gone. You're blind in one eye. As good as. That would explain a lot. Okay. You wear glasses. You wear glasses. So what's going on with those then? Is one of they're, them not? They're just fashion. One has only got a glass lens in, and one's got a proper lens in. Ah, okay. Um, so they've just given up on one of your eyes. It's so bad. It's gone. Leave it, lads. Not worth yes. it. <laughs> yes. Which one? Which what? What? Which eye. one's the bad? Which one's the bad one? My left eye. Uh, okay, Rossi, you look like you were going to jump in with the question. I'd imagine it's about celery. Is it? What? What do you want to ask? How old were you? The rash with celery. Six, six, seven, around five, six, seven. And if I had celery, I came out in a rash all over my chest. What so is it? Because have... celery is literally like the only thing you eat, and actually burn more calories eating it than you do. Um, that you actually consume because there's nothing what? in it apart from water. What is it that makes you 
come out. In a I didn't like. I didn't. I never liked the taste of it, but it actually had a reaction to me as well. Just wow. the chest, nowhere else. Which used to come across the chest. Yeah. What six-year-old is eating celery? <laughs> that's the real. That's the real question. Yeah. <laughs> I used to. I didn't in the end because I. I came out in a rash. I used and to get so a lot of rashes when I was younger. It was Ooh. definitely the celery. Well, they, stopped, they, they, they made that because I went to, they said you are, you obviously are, are something you don't enjoy, something you don't like. And I had eaten celery that day. Can you eat celery now without a rash? No, hate it. Can't stand it. But do you still get a rash or you just don't eat it? I don't eat it. Okay. And the third one was you once hit hit the post in a game at Portman Road. So what, what, what was the game? The game was, I was playing the East Anglia Daily Times in yeah. a friendly Against who? Against then sponsored Fisons, who sponsored the football club. And the cross came over and I hit it and it hit the post up the north. Was it the end. was it the post? The post that always got hit when Ipswich had because Ipswich had an issue with a post at that end it for many well years. Been, Andrew. It could well have been. I can't it was the right hand post as you look at it. Was that That's the post? The one. I think oh, so, yeah. yeah. Steve Sedgley hit that. Uh, I think Bobby Petter hit that in a big game. Mike who, Bacon Bacon. Bacon. who else was in your in your side? It was an East Anglian Daily Times side, so local yeah. sports journalist. Rich, yeah, Richard, John, Paul, <laughs> Peter, all the, uh, all the lads, Peter Rabbit, <laughs> Leroy. Uh, okay. Um, where I were think... you? Where were you on the pitch when you hit the shot? Are you in the box? Outside the box? What? I was just the cross came over. And I was just out. Now I was in the box. I was near the penalty spot, and I I spun a bit like a bit like uh, Mbappe, and sort of spun <laughs> and it a bit like that, and it hit right. the post. The Suffolk Mbappe. I've always yeah. said it. Uh, okay, I think I, I think I know which is the lie, boys. Um, so Me just too. just just to be uh, cross the T's and dot the I's. Number one was the uh, celery. Number two was the art. Was the uh, one bad eye. The other one's too far gone. <laughs> and and three was the hit the post at Portman Road. Can I just uh, before we vote? Can I just say which one's your which one's your good eye? The right eye's a good eye. Right, cover that eye a minute. Oh, he's going to make him do a test. How many fingers am I holding up? Six. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready to vote. All right then, which one is it, boys? Which is a lie? I think we're all going to say the same one. I am saying two. I'm going to say I'm going to go different. Okay, so me, Rossi, and Stu are all saying the I. Pachi is saying the celery. Mike, which of those three facts is indeed a mistruth? I never came out in a rash when I eat celery. <laughs> hey. hey. Wow. So you have got you have got one really bad eye. Called a turn in the eye, had it from birth. So it's not very strong. And but the other one's so strong. The other one plays it off easily. So you, you, that's never given me a problem. The other one's better than 2020 vision. Yeah. <laughs> 40-40 vision. Yeah. Okay, boys. Uh, well, I enjoyed that. I think we've all learned stuff about us that we didn't actually know. Um, who should we Who should we crown the Christmas champion for 2022? Who is the best liar, do you reckon? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really taking score, so I, I don't really know off the top of my head who. who I who had was... a very, in terms of the worst seeker, that would be me. I don't. I think I only got one right out of all of those. Mm. I think I got a pretty good hit rate seeking. 
but not a great yeah. liar. I think, Andy, I think Andy's the winner. I think he got more right than anyone. Okay. A little Let's straw poll. Yeah. I think you sold us the most dummies, though, in terms of the lies. Who? Me? You did, yeah. Only mm. one of us Only one of us got that. Mm. Look, I'll tell you who's the winner. Christmas is the <laughs> <Yes>. winner. <laughs> okay? Exactly. Merry Christmas, everyone. The Merry Christmas. The people are the winner. I hope you enjoyed that, friends. I hope you're having a great Christmas, whatever you're doing. Um, and we will speak to you next time. Have a good one.